Hey there, podcast listener. You're a rarity. You're not watching this on the YouTube. Some of these jokes might not make sense, so go watch it on YouTube. One thing we'd like to bring to your attention, YouTube is now going to be changing their whole subscription model. It was the one place where it wasn't beholden to an algorithm. So uh, if you're not a member of Mug Club, which is the backbone of this entire program, you want the show to keep going, join for 99 annually, 69 for students, veterans, active military. If you can't do that, uh, please, at the very least, also bookmark the YouTube page and check back, because even if you subscribe or hit the notification bell, we may not be able to reach you. So this is, this is effectively a YouTube hack, what we're doing with Mug Club. Ladderwithpetter.com slash Mug Club. We really welcome your support. Yeah, the number one rule of YouTube. I don't care if you're Dennis Prager or if you're PewDiePie. Nobody knows what video is going to be monetized. Be restricted what goes out the notification list. Least of all us creators, right? It's all a uh, Fugazi. You know what a Fugazi is? Fugazi, yeah. It's uh, pretty sure it's one of the new genders. Yeah, Fugazi, Fugazi. It's waxy. It's a woozy. It's a like Sean King's black fairy dust. It doesn't exist. Like Jimmy Kimmel's jokes, it never landed. It is no matter. It's not on the elemental chart. It's not f-ing real, right? Right. Now stay with me. On YouTube, nobody creates shit. Just yap into the camera, blah, 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 blah. SJW's 15 gem cuts, not my club. No. See, if you've got a long-time YouTube subscriber who's been watching free videos for years, and now Lotto's Credit's pumping out even more free content than ever, he's all f-ing happy. He wants to cash in, skip the Muslim singles ads, take his f-ing money, go home, buy a YouTube Red subscription instead. You don't let him do that. Okay. Because that would make it real. Right. Now, now, what do you do? You get another brilliant idea, special idea, another situation. Not just another subscription service, but an actual late night show that creates real content to restore his faith in comedy. And he'll join every single time. Because they're f***ing addicted. They need the laughs, they need the release. And you just keep doing this again and again and again. Meanwhile, YouTube keeps cracking on down on creators. More users are signing up for Mug Club via Louder with Crowder every single day, motherfucker. Right, that's a that's incredible, sir. I can't tell you how how excited I am. You should be. Now there's two keys to success in the Mug Club business. First of all, you gotta laugh. Yeah. You Mug Club. Do I do a mug do a mug club? Yeah. 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 I, I'm a club. How many times a week? Three. Three. Four. Maybe, maybe five. Got to pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. I myself, I'm a club at least twice a day. Wow. Once in the morning, right after I work out, maybe watch a highlight, then once right after dinner for the full daily show. Really? I want to, but that's not why I do it. I do it because I need to. Think about it. You're dealing with YouTube all day long. Young Turks, BuzzFeed, Boldly, Samantha B. Bang, bang, bang. Trending list. All very greasy, above the shoulders, acidic, bacon, sweat, shit. Right. You gotta feed the laughs to keep the blood flowing. I keep the rhythm below the belt. Done. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me, if you don't, you will fall out of balance, split your differential, and tip the f*** over. Or worse yet, and I've seen this happen, resort to Kimmel. No, I don't want to watch Kimmel, sir. No. No, you don't. I'm in my club for the long haul, you know? Late night is ugly. Yeah. Okay, second key to success. This little racket right here is this little baby. It's called Cheeses. Right. Now, it'll 
keep you sharp between the ears. It'll also help you catch jokes faster. Hopper too. And guess what? That's good for subscribers. Yes, sir. Revolutions, you follow. Revolutions. Keep the clients on the Mug Club Ferris wheel. And it goes. The park is open 24-7, 365. Every decade. Every damn century. That's the name of the game. Come on. Money runs out, the parade comes to town. Coming to the mug club. It's a one way street. Everywhere I go. Louder with Crowder Studios, protected exclusively by Walther. meant to be because I'm confident cocky then please don't hit me networking then I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling it uh are we talking about that quite a bit today we have fantastic guests today we have Gavin McGinnis of course yeah. who you love and then people are saying is Tommy Robinson on? no because he's actually uh being incarcerated uh, in the UK yeah it makes it a little difficult makes it a little yeah. bit hard but we do have his manager his confidant and uh, I don't I don't know exactly I don't, now I'm making him sound like the guy who killed Versace that's but true yeah. Kalen Robertson <laughs> is on the show and he'll update us and we'll tell you how you can support Tommy Robinson yep 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 and uh, we have a lot to get to. Producing yes. me in video studios always is Jared, who is not gay. Follow him on Twitter at notgaygared. Me at S. Crowder with your comments, your thoughts, your photoshops, your videos. We've gotten a lot of videos lately. I fulfill my legal obligations during conclusions. Are we good, Jared? Mm-hmm. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? He just said, mm -hmm. are, are you, are you mm -hmm. method acting diamond and silk? Oh, mm -hmm. oh I oh. see where we're going. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, yeah. Oh. It's very nice. <laughs> Samantha Bee's humor, her jokes. Doesn't it? It's not real. Looks right. like a butterfly, stings like a uh, rhinoceros. What? What are you talking? Uh, I have no idea. This is a terrible start. Hi. G. Morgan Jr., Ed G. Morgan Jr., how are you, sir? What's I am doing well, sir. We have three nights Cabernet Franc. Three, three nights Cabernet, because that's about what they give you. And you have Sven. How are you? With <coughs> oh, wow. <coughs> is he? Is he? I don't feel well. You don't feel but well? I, I will feel better. Beep, beep. Yeah. If you follow me on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a new switch, which is hard to grab better. here. I'm getting better. Yeah. I'm trying getting to use better. the healthcare angle. Hey, but you know what, though? Really, I thought I was beneath him. I shouldn't have to get better. I should just no. fire him. Question of the day. Do you think that Samantha B should be fired? She apolog is, is an apology enough in contrast with Roseanne? We'll get into that, and we'll get into what's going on on college campuses. We'll get into what's happening in the media, which we talk about quite a bit. But I think today we have a good contrast with Roseanne. And uh, what's her Samantha B? I keep wanting. B! Samantha that's B. Terrible. I do not. Not a Samantha B fan. You tell me, what do you think should happen? Are, are, is it about the consistency of outrage, or are you just out for blood? I've seen two different minds on this. But first, Kim Kardashian met with Donald, President Donald Trump, yesterday. Important. The president tweeted out that they were discussing prison reform and sentencing. <laughs> I'm sorry. We just have to get into the top story. This was the top trend yeah, outside exactly, of Samantha right. B. You go, Optics. Roseanne, yes. Kim Optics. Kardashian, Samantha B, and there are the horsemen. Wow, yeah. here we are. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> it reportedly spent 20 minutes going over optimizing our current prison system and sentencing, 15 minutes on improving prison injustice, and an hour and a half arguing over who had the better sex tape. Oh, mm. that's a good argument. Need yeah. a poll. Kim Kardashian was... Fox, I'm sure to be on Fox and Friends tomorrow. <laughs> uh, by the way, invited to, invited, to, invited to the White House, Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Invited to the White House to discuss prison reform. Huh. Like, I can understand, but prison reform. <laughs> Just President Trump also announced, by the way, as chief uh, national security advisor, he's appointed Carrot Top. So he's making all kinds of decisions. <laughs> that man has some ideas. You can't trust... Great agricultural ideas. ideas. Yeah. Jill tried to blame him on Canada. He I tried did. to say, yeah, yeah, Carrot Top's Canadian. What are no, you talking about? No, you have to own that one. No, 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 no. I was throwing that on you guys. No, no. You, you, got, you guys have to own that no, one. No, I just... On, Kim Kardashian says, so is, is, is Kanye still talking about me? Do I come up at the dinner table? Thanksgiving? What are you having at Thanksgiving? Ham Kushner does do ham. He can't do the MSG. <laughs> just Sean, Sean Hannity just a stuffed turkey. That is hand yeah. halfway up. <laughs> the giblets are mine. <laughs> Kosho apples. <laughs> Who am I kidding? They're always mine. Sean, take it. Um, Gosh. Uh, so weird become a punchline. So, hey, speak, speaking of punchline, the United Kingdom is now one hey. big meme. A Luton, this ties into uh, to a Tommy Robinson. A Luton Crown yeah. Court judge now said that kitchen knives are, quote, too sharp. Oh, good Lord. It's come to the Telegraph. He said, I would urge manufacturers, shops, the police, local authorities, yeah, the government to consider preventing the sale of long-pointed knives. The police could organize a program whereby the owners of kitchen knives <laughs> could be taken somewhere to be modified with the points being ground down <laughs> into rounded ends, yeah? Yeah, because that's going to stop Europe's terrorism problem. It's almost as though the warning signs were there. Yeah. It's almost as if it's their sporks. Remember, help I think when I was on Sky News, we talked so about this. Remember, I said, I said, what, what, I mean, what were we talking about? Knife control? Don't yeah. be absurd. <laughs> Here you go. Behold, <laughs> knife control. By the way, the Love mayor, Sadiq Khan, nothing comes good from a guy named Khan. No. Have we not learned anything yet? No. Star Trek taught us so much. You've, you've got Jungle Book yeah. and Star Trek. Yeah. There's never the... There's all no, examples you it's need. Bad stuff. Like, and here Khan comes to save the day. That doesn't happen. <laughs> it's like I never met a Matthew. No, no offense, but if I never met a, a Matthew in my own life that wasn't a dick. I never made a con who wasn't. Way to, way to take a steaming dump on the Gospels there. Yeah. Um, my bad. <laughs> I repent. Wow. That's going to be awkward we'll in heaven. We'll fix that in post. But this is where they are. This is where they are in the UK. Recently, actually, I think the, the, I think the Luton police, I'm not entirely sure, but an organization there even enlisted the aid of Cookie Monster. <laughs> oh look, look at that. Cookie Monster. Gosh. <laughs> that bin to put your knives. Basically a kissing what? booth for ISIS. <laughs> Imagine, like, if only the terrorists had the keys to that, how brilliant that is. It's, it's like a Goodwill donation bin for terrorism. <laughs> I'm collecting for UNICEF. All your shipe objects and or explosives can go right here. Look at the kid in the cast and the one who looks like he's holding broccoli. That's actually a rake. That's a rake. That's brilliant. ISIS UNICEF. Uh, they are recycling, though. We got to give them yes. that. They They're are forward thinking. Yes, yes. You're right. Very forward green. And unfortunately, by the way, here's the thing: you think it's, a, it's this isn't the first time the radical left has resorted to cartoons to try and indoctrinate and manipulate children. Okay. The first clue is that it is something very dull. Trevor Noah. No, it's not Trevor not Noah. Trevor Noah. Okay, give me a second clue. Okay, the second clue, something that should be illegal. Samantha B. No, it's not Samantha B. Just thought it might be Samantha B. Off chance. Okay, third clue. Just, just thought it might be off chance. This is something that is very progressive. 
Okay, this something should be illegal and progressive. Jimmy, come on! No, it's not a late night host. Oh, what's in the box? Oh, Cookie Monster, come, I can't... Come. What's in the box? What's in the f***ing box? I can't tell you what's in the box. It's a knife, it's a dull knife, it's an eight to knife. Oh, dear, 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 at least rape culture can't find me here. Here's anyone home. Don't you worry, little fella. I'm not gonna rape you. I voted for Bernie. You're a man. Yep, but you don't have to be. <laughs> and here we are at the foot of Mount Hormone. Let's get climbing. Yabba dabba doo, yabba dabba doo. It's every little kid's right to choose. Don't let science choose for you. <laughs> Bonnie, you know, just one hormone blocker a day gives kids all the time they need to take. Risk free. <laughs> yabba dabba doo. Oh, Yogi. But my anal fissures are tender. Hey, hey, boo-boo. You can't make a Folsom Street picnic basket without a crack in a couple of eggs. But, Yogi, my anal prolapse drags when I walk. Better bear up, boo-boo. We gotta go sneak into the park to prepare for the parade. Oh, Yogi. <laughs> Who do you think you are, Park Ranger? <laughs> Jellystone does not talk. You don't know them. You know what they've been through. I love Sven marginalized bears. reaction. He's like, this is a violation of the German constitution for sure. <laughs> it is. I better get my work visa renewed. I have nowhere to go. I'm Those so screwed. screwed. <laughs> You'll have to go to France. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. Uh, awesome. Good job, Nucky Jared. So, by the way, hey, a New York City doctor <laughs> is now suing one of his patients for a million dollars for posting, quote, negative reviews online. This comes it. from CV. Yeah, I kind of understand. So the doctor is a gynecologist whom the defendant says she visited once in August for an annual exam. And then she said, after that, I just got a bill for an ultrasound and a new patient visit. And she didn't really know why. She wrote a review on it. But this guy just wanted to clear his good name, the gynecologist. Yeah. If, you look at, if you actually look at the case file, and I understand it, it can be hard, but everyone deserves second chances. Yeah, especially the newly oh. formed gynecology firm O'Reilly, Weinstein, and Bowling. Yeah. <laughs> it's, by the way, they don't usually have... Mm -mm. Firm names with partners, but no, they're they're pioneers. They are leading the way. Don't need yeah. three in a room either. You're about to edge with no spin zone. <laughs> Just looking out for the folks. And the folks is my wiener. <laughs> in this context, no spin zone is really disappointing. Do you ever notice with Bill O'Reilly, he's a kind of guy who he just, he, he assumed that acting flippant made us think he was smart? Mm. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, listen, Miller, <laughs> when you're referencing that, you're, of course, referencing what my producers are about to tell me in my earpiece. In my ear, yeah, exactly. Uh, right now. Uh, now. Uh, the key word. Uh, now, right. now, 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 now. <laughs> Just looking out for the folks. Let's take a Exactly. Let's take a peek at that. Not gay Jared. Should have been tipped off there. Speaking of how you introduce yourself to the patient. Speaking of which, and you'll understand at the end of this clip, a woman was filmed shaving her legs in a hotel swimming pool, uh, and the video was immediately available on, on Reddit. Put it the, we'll roll the clip. It's exactly pretty much what you would expect and more. Girl, look at her. She is shaving. <laughs> Hold on, I love it. Listen to the... Listen to the... <laughs> oh, my God. This lady is shaving in the pool. So oh, <laughs> Oh, I hope she don't save her hoo-ha next. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why people have such a problem. That is the most sanitary manatee I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised about the opposable thumbs. So she was shaving her legs at a public pool, and it was uploaded to Reddit, and it was trending. I think got 50,000 upvotes right away, shaving her legs. So she's not a feminist, we know, to begin with. Um, not bothered by the incident, actually, was Timmy, who left the pool a real man that day. He was pretty happy. <laughs> 
It's my rite of passage. It's like the fire ants in the in the oven mitt. Have <laughs> <laughs> you seen that the bullet ants in the oven mitt and those tribal? No, have you ever seen that? Terrible. They have to put they put bullet ants in an oven mitt. Oh, that's a yes. rite of passage. Yes. Good lord. Yeah. Imagine if she cut her, on it, right? If she cut herself in that pool, all the years of regret that would spill out. Uh. And the lard. And I'm, I'm not a fan of the word hoo ha either. That's like the worst word to yeah, describe. Like that's the again. I don't imagine, but because we're going to talk about Samantha B, so tonight's show is going to be a little more filthy than we would have liked anyway. But yeah. hoo ha is like the last thing you would want to hear, you know, with your what like dirty talk. Yeah. Like hey, my <laughs> hoo ha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 what a grope. Uh, you know, what a grope my buppies next. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> guys called me for what a beer. Gotta go. A clown at a rodeo. Hey, my coach. Jake Crew. Terrible. Now, there's no good name for the anatomy, though, because the thing is, we uh, expect the male anatomy to be funny. Like yeah. Wiener, Doniger, Sub, Schmeckel, Schlong, Schlucker, John Thomas. There's so many, yeah. and they're all they're all meant to be funny. Yeah. Whereas with women, I don't think their goal is for it to be funny. There's no serious. way to make it sound appealing. It's, it's, it's a cute. Cute's the right word. No, there's no way to make it sound cute either. Mm. Try to make a five-year-old appropriate. It's like a flesh wound. So J. Crew, by the way, now unveiled a feminist T-shirt for boys, that and it immediately fun. sold out. Here's here's the shirt. The shirt is part of... <laughs> That's a boy! I'm a feminist, too. It's part of J. Crew's latest collaboration with the company Prink Shop. Which describes itself as cause-centric that creates clothes and accessories that give people a voice and help them create change in the world around them. Chad Johnson, by the way, captain of the GV, uh, JV bullying team, is quoted as saying, these shirts make our job so much easier. <laughs> also sold out, the Shove Me in a Locker fanny pack. That's a popular selling item. <laughs> and uh, they've been putting out ads. I, I think they're expecting with uh, Swirly Friends Forever, the locket. Yeah, it's an ad. <laughs> You're laughing now, but that young man modeling a shirt? Went on to win the All Women's State Texas Wrestling Meet, so he's been doing pretty well for himself. <laughs> he looks—he looks like the kid who went on to ruin all the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> like he just ruined Darth Vader. That's pod racing. Pod racing. <laughs> That's, By the way, just to light up, just to light up the comment section, I need to think of a good bad Star Wars reference because one time we referenced that was go. it Sith only the Sith deal yes. in absolutes, which is episode one, which is like, crazy. It's episode three. It's episode three. <laughs> which is insane because that that statement in of itself is an absolute. That statement is an absolute. Also, they need to take oh. their clenbuterol. Mm. <sighs> I remember my dad. I've never laughed so hard as my dad pissed everyone off. Because everyone now likes to act as though they didn't like episode one. Yeah. The fact is, back then, people went to the, they were all talking about how amazing it was. Yeah. And my dad went in. And I remember we were, we were in uh, upstate New York. We crossed the border. We were at our lake house. And he just started laughing at the show so hard at the film. In the theater, people looked. Oh, oh. They were all offended. And then every time something happened, there was a quiet moment after they'd done the pod racing scene. My dad would yell, no, that's pad racing. <laughs> <laughs> that's pad racing. And he just kept doing it because it was so bad. I know. He was the guy stuffing the kid in the fanny pack locker. He was that guy. You haven't quite been that bad in movies with me, but you've you've locked out. You've laughed. At I laughed so times. hard the first triple X. This is just a story of my dad. This is I swear to you. We weren't planning to talk about the first, remember the first triple X, Vin yeah. Diesel, yeah. and uh, Vin Diesel comes out and uh, he uh, there's a naked lady like a lady in lingerie in the bed and he looks at her and he has all his guns. He goes, <laughs> then show the sed the seductive pose and Vin Diesel goes the things I'm gonna do for my country and my dad yelled out yeah like graduate. <laughs> <laughs> and it said, this summer, Vin Diesel is. And my dad just yelled out, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I might have been, you know, 
I was just sitting there. Just You've come laughing. a long way then. <laughs> listen, okay. I didn't get this from the mailman. That man has insight. <laughs> All right, so listen, back to the question of the day. What do you think is enough with Samantha B? Uh, an apology, what do you think is your, you want to see her fired? Obviously, we've had this whole saga. For those who missed it, okay, Tr not trigger warning, actual warning for people who have children in the room, we are going to yeah, run a clip of Samantha B so you can hear what she said herself. You know, Ivanka, that's a beautiful photo of you and your child, but let me just say, one mother to another, do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless c He listens to you. Put on something tight and low cut and tell your father to f stop it. Tell him it was an Obama thing and see how it goes, okay? All right, so she, to be fair, she did go on to apologize, and I think TVS admonished her, but this was- For bad comedy or for the worst? Yeah, here's the thing, this was scripted, rehearsed, taped, and aired at a later date, and no one ever thought about it twice. Unlike this show- And uploaded to YouTube without the censors. Right. They were very proud of it. What oh, you wow. see is what you get, and we haven't had that much of a mishap. <laughs> and we had some pretty bad, but we will later on in the segment, you'll see. So let's contrast this, of course. Everyone's already been making this comparison. I want to go a little bit deeper to what Roseanne did. Remember what she compared the person to Planet of the Apes, Valerie Jarrett? Right. By the way, mm -hmm. if you look at the haircut, I'm gonna, at this point, since since now the barrier's been yeah. broken from Samantha B. The haircut is very Planet of the Apes-ish. It's very Planet, the whole thing. I'm not saying she looks like an ape because she's a black, that's not what I'm right. saying. I'm saying Valerie Jarrett's hair, it looks as though she could have gone into the catalog and said the, you feel the apes, this one, see this picture? That's like, what, it, can you do that? Yeah, but like they could have saved a lot of money on makeup department. Had well, the hair department. Don't say makeup hair department because then you get us in trouble. Oh, Gosh, damn Makeup and hair. All right, so the, the point is here, <laughs> and here's the main difference. We're all talking about that. Everyone's just saying, well, what about this? Well, what aboutism? It's not that Samantha B gets a pass uh, compared to Roseanne, who was fired immediately. So fast, by the way. It's that she'll be winning an award for exactly this kind of behavior. From the Television Academy, they're giving her an award for, quote, advancing change. Ah. And you saw that. You had to look that up, the Television Academy's fan computer. You'd never heard of it before. Now I you didn't. Know. In what no, particular direction Academy. is she advancing change in? <laughs> Are you glad we traveled you halfway across the globe to learn this? No, I, I got cats in my eyes from that. <laughs> I'll have cancer in my eyes. I said I would go fund me, pee -pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, But Samantha B says this about a sitting president's daughter. Mm. And, and a simple apology suffices for the left. Why? Because she has the right opinion. Forget, forget, this. the entire industry has the same yeah. opinion. Forget blind spots. This whole, their, the industry is Helen Keller. They don't even know they're blind. <laughs> I think it's okay to call her the same word. No, it's not. Most of Americans don't, most Americans don't agree with you. So case in point, and it ties into something else that I saw this week, Vice did a recent expose on liberal arts colleges mm. and their process for booking comedians. Credit to the journalist, I don't, I don't have his name, uh, I don't remember his name, but he did try to hold their feet to the fire. So okay. I do recommend Good. you go to Vice and watch this whole clip. But most concerning, when you watch it is uh, when you see those in charge of the college booking process. When I'm working on a contract with a, especially with a comedian, <laughs> so I'm very upfront and saying, you know, transphobic language isn't going to be tolerated. I would never book a comic that made jokes about sexual assault because I know a lot of my students have Why? experienced Why? You're safe. It. My number one priority in my job is also to reduce student harm as much as humanly <laughs> possible. You think people are harmed by jokes? I think they can be. Be harmed wow. by that haircut. Um, <laughs> first off, isn't it funny they use the word harm? Like harm. Harm. Why are they throwing tomatoes at the audience? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's just a, just a comedian <laughs> walking, walking with power tools. Ah! Yeah. It's all those have, knives that were donated. What's funny to me is, first off, yeah, we've talked about sticks. Words can hurt. Words are very important. But a comedian, their job, the only tools they have are their words. We talk about this, Lenny Bruce. Doesn't please don't take my words away. But what's crazy to me is that they talk about the students as though they represent this monolith yeah 
Like the bookers for this school are clearly the most <laughs> radical left of like they would be the students who even the, the members of the college Democrats would be like, yeah, I'd stay away from her. She's a little too much. <laughs> And, but here's the, and that's kind of funny until you realize they're the gatekeepers. Yeah. Yep. Well, this exact thing when we were doing the SMU show, the live show, I walked out and talked to people, and they're like, "We shouldn't be paying for this." I'm like, "So do you think your opinion represents every student on campus's opinion?" Right. That, yeah. That exactly. They don't. You don't want somebody like Stephen Crowder. And by the way, I think the school was paying for very little of it. Yeah. Exactly. Usually the school pays nothing. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's totally funded by. The they had no idea. The college or, or oftentimes tickets. Yeah. Sales right. But exactly. they, they had no idea. They thought the college was paying for it. But, but here's the thing: these these people here are gatekeepers, and they. They brag about it. Look. 18 to 21 year olds now are more diverse than they have ever been. We're just conduits for their voice. So if like they don't want it, then. Is it, is it about as diverse as this panel of people? <laughs> uh, we have all different types of students, but they, mm -hmm. they talk to us. Um, and I do think that with the diverse voices coming into us, they're just so they're the people you who have diverse voices that all say the same thing. Well, you seem very diverse, diverse in the way that is <laughs> respect like, me and my identity and my experience. And there's just more experiences now. And if you can't adapt, yeah. to get out. More more experiences now than say the Greatest Generation who fought off World War II. Sorry, right. Sven. They have more experience <laughs> now because they read Daily Cows. <laughs> And I do love how Daniel Tosh slash Willard, again, the journalist, did a really good job. That's not a slight of him. He looks no, like no, Daniel no. Tosh had a baby yeah. with Willard. Uh, but he really did do a good job of trying yeah. his best to hold their feet to the fire. But this is the macro point, right? And this was at the end of the video. The whole, hey, it's a free, it's a free market and you can just go somewhere else to perform. This is the problem when they're talking about this. This is the problem with comedy. It's not just the liberal arts colleges, okay? It's every college. As we just saw with Samantha B, it's nearly every single late night booker. One of these days, I might release the audio of the Bill Maher show. Remember, you were so awesome. It was, it was like they had just had Tommy Loren on. They had just had, I think, every single person from from National Review on, and they just had some kind of crazy people from an online web forum on. Yep. And they're like, we think we maybe want to have you on, and we started talking about these. Yeah. I think it was around Beauty and the Beast, and I was talking about how I thought it was hysterical in 1740s France that black people were in white yes. face with powdered yeah. wigs. It's like I don't think you're right for a show. <laughs> like, well, maybe. Oh, I'm I, sorry. I was, the, I was under the impression. It was a comedy show. <laughs> no, it sounds like you have opinions. Right. So it's every late night booker, and I know this first, and it's every network executive, and and that's how you end up with people like I mean, who do we have? We have we have uh, B along with Fallon, Kimmel, Colbert, Trevor Noah, uh, the new guy was named uh, uh, ja Jamie Jamie Klepper. I can't something Klepper, Conan, yep. Myers, Marr. Every single one is either actively endorsed Hillary Clinton or the DNC. Now, at what point do we acknowledge that it's not just happenstance? So this is the problem with 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 comedy now is that for the first time, it's actually not being determined by the market, but by the elite gatekeepers who actually want to manipulate it. What they're basically doing, they're trying to short comedy, like a stock. They're actively attempting to devalue any comedy that differs from their point of view. And what they're doing, by the way, with these, these bookers, these executives, these Samantha Bees, the uh, Seth Meyers, it's not comedy. It's undeniably not funny. A whole generation is growing up thinking that this is late night comedy. <laughs> it's <And> activism. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's veiled. Wor worse than that, they're actively pressuring people who don't agree with them to follow suit. With people like this, people like this with the bowl cuts and the, and the, I mean, if we were to run this clip, we'd be like, why do you pick some fringe liberals? Who no, they're the ones booking the colleges. They're the ones booking the shows. People like this person in positions of powers. By the way, it, 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 it doesn't. It's not just a club booker who doesn't even. There are club bookers out there who don't even agree with these people politically. Yeah. Right. But they're still less likely to book someone who's been devalued, who's been shorted because, from a business perspective, it's just not worth the risk. I know people out there who currently book comedy clubs or colleges who are actually right leaning and like, you know what? I really like that guy, but it's just not worth the protesters at my club. I don't want to be in the nightly news in a quadrant. We're just going to book the vanilla lesbian. <laughs> I've seen it. We'll attract a crowd.
And not only do they not book comedians on campus, they won't even allow the school to spend money on comedians or political speakers who students overwhelmingly want. This happens all the time. We've had this happen too. In, in, in stark contrast to the leftist speakers who no one shows up to see a lot of the time. It's called mass incarceration. How is it that we, the United States of America, hold one out of every four prisoners to turn away from struggles to end police violence, to dismantle the prison industrial Riveting. complex, struggles to end violence against women. We didn't trust government, Laugh track. authority figures, or really anyone over 30. It goes without saying I am far, far from being a perfect human being. Bring your tap, it's a regular kegger. <laughs> No, here's the, kids the, the see. schools spend so much money on them, yeah. and they will not bring it to Jordan Peterson's world. This is why Jordan Peterson, ourselves at SMU, we can sell out theaters with 2,500 people, mm -hmm. but it all has to be privately funded. And even then, they try to ban them. Like you were talking about at SMU, we had students out there trying to ban us from speaking who had never seen the show. It wasn't, even, it wasn't even their signs. The one, huh. lady, the one lady that saw the show said she watched 45 minutes of you the night before, and she goes, oh, crap. No, he actually didn't say anything offensive during that 45 not, minutes. Not that night. <laughs> but I'm sure he was offensive another time i'm sure there was a point yeah. down the line <laughs> and i just don't like that he gets the big arthur money and my yeah. professor told me to come protest they're just it's just is it me they're so self-important here's the thing too like they, they they think it goes back to the bernie sanders even though there's a d next to the name but couldn't it be more black and white that's normal politicians normal content samantha right. bees they're the normal content These... they, don't, they don't see the prism of of politics from a right and left point of view right. it's all yeah. there's normal content and fringe right they're carrying the left's olympic torch yeah, <laughs> yeah. and this is i mean it's it's obvious why they're doing it this is the cutting edge of free speech in the united states is comedy right, right? and we've talked about this before it should if be can, anyways it's not you, right now well yes but if you can silence comedians or at least get them all to be on your team You've got a good beachhead. Well, here's why it's so important. The next claim that they make, they, they, they make the claim that anything a comedian says is an extension of the school's brand, and that's why they have to be so responsible, which I disagree with. Watch the clip. Anytime we put our our label or anytime we put our name on an event, it is, it is now an extension of the entire campus climate that we're trying to create. That's the worst way to think of comedy. <laughs> comedy is only meant to be an extension of yourself and nothing else. They think you're speaking for them if you're not, I mean, every look, if I represented the club every time I did comedy, when I was doing open mic smokers, I, that club, okay, if all the comedians were represented that club, it would be a Stalinist, it would be a communist, it would be a Marxist, it would be a socialist, it would be a far right winger, it would be a fascist, it would be a vegan, it would be someone who only eats meat, that club would represent all of these views. On a DVD, they need to say these views don't necessarily represent they, the views of ourselves. You think a comedy club is gonna represent, they're, gonna, they're represented by every single open mic up there who goes up there with a, with a dick joke? <laughs> they live in a world where everyone does share the same opinion. Exactly. So that's, that's how they live. They, they really do think, because they, they believe that. I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a double standard on that part. I think they really truly believe what? people think the same. I, I think they or do. Should. But if that's the case, then why do they also actively try to ban comics who are being brought in by other private groups? This is what happened when we did SMU, we did yeah. it at Illinois, we have protesters. The groups are bringing us in privately, and I can say unequivocally that as a comedian, I have, by the way, never been an extension of anyone else's brand. That's kind of the whole point, sir! Are you out of your tree? In contrast, that is Samantha Bee's role. I think we have, we have uh, some of so people think you're going to the Soros thing. If you look at the actual money, you follow money, she has to be on brand for the DNC and attached, of course, to the Clintons, funded by TBS's parent company, Time Warner Cable. She uses Salon, she uses Daily Costs as sources, unironically? <laughs>
That's about the funniest thing she does. Well, here's the thing. She has to. She is so beholden. That's like, she is an extension of the brand of the DNC because she's an extension Those of TBS and Time Warner. Those are normal sources. Absolutely. And that's why these people think, it's, well, listen, they're an extension of us because Samantha Bee is an extension of them. Seth Meyers is an extension of them. Uh, Trevor Noah is an extension of them. That's why they see it that way. And I, by the way, I hate when people just point out a double standard to score points and then do nothing with it. Okay, They don't advance it through information or education. She's like, yeah, but this is the double standard. I'm going to try and hopefully inform or educate in a second. So I don't want to just do that, but in, indulge me for a bit. If I were to call Samantha B a c um, no, hold on a second. I'll go one more. If I were to call her an utterly useless, dishonest, talentless, unfunny equivalent to comedy aids c I'd probably be in trouble for it. Right? There's a good chance. Mm. That is, if I didn't literally hedge and surround this potential soundbite with overwhelming context and damning footage of Samantha B doing the same thing. So here's one thing that I do think, by the way, no network's gonna have to apologize for this. And I think that you get where I'm going with this here. <laughs> Thank you for opening the gate, Samantha B. At one point we had to act as though, I don't know, at the very least we were worthy, friendly adversaries. But in this case, I guess it's just, now, now we're just gonna walk around and disagree with me? Oh, she's a She's a c That's all they're saying. I just, this is where we are. It's allowed. I don't know where you go from there. I don't know where you go from there until Samantha B turns into a Unabomber in a shack seeking out Ivanka Trump. <laughs> this is where we are. So thank you for the gloves being off because now David Hogg can't go after our sponsors. Samantha B, I should be thanking you. I will send a fruit basket in the mail. I think we have Gavin McGinnis up after this. Ooh. Gavin. You know that sound, Louder with Crowder, listeners. That's the sound of Cultural Appropriation Month, the entire month of June. Each week we will appropriate a new culture of your choice. Tweet me at S. Crowder or at NotGayJared or go to the YouTube comment section. And uh, the best costumes win some pretty cool prizes if you watch along with the live stream. So, June 2018 is our third Cultural Appropriation Month because to appropriate is to appreciate. You, it's your ball. Yeah. Take our next it. guest, he looks like one of those birds. Have you ever seen that where if they're on your arm and you move the bird, the mm -hmm. head stays in the same place. Oh, yeah. That's what he looks like. Um, and now he's still doing that. He just looks like my old retarded parrot. Are you calling me a c a two? No, I'm not. We'll be getting into Samantha B. Let me introduce you first. He is host of Get Off My Lawn at the CRTV. Of course, all Mug Club members uh, get access to CRTV. He also has a mug, but, you know, you, you want the hand-dash business. You can follow him at Gavin underscore McInnes, M-C-I-N-N-E. S. Gavin, thanks for being here, sir. Thank you for having me, Mr. Crowder. Thank you for sparing no expense with the set. We got a surplus helmet there, uh, what appears to be a, a Barbie on a plaque to uh, make us think it's an award. Um, what else you got there? It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. This is my favorite item. It's uh, fingers crossed, permanized uh, in, in plaster, and it says below it, please be a fart. What is it? What is that? Is it just, do you just like it? You know, when you have a fart and you're like, uh-oh, this might be more. Oh, no, no. Oh, phew. It's just a fart. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert with me. It's always more. Yeah, it's always more. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that is one thing I will credit to not having a colon, uh, not gay Jared. If it, someone flatulates in the studio, we know it's not him. It's never me. So I, it makes I trust a one in eight years. The game of Clue is very short. 
I did not know that Jared does not have a colon. That is new, gross news. Really? <laughs> I thought we talked about that. They also had it removed. We haven't talked about that? Talk about I care about him so little, I could have been at the operation and still forgotten. Well, <laughs> usually it's from a cybernetic organism, isn't that right, Sven Computer? Yeah, that's right. Also, I could have promised. done the operation and I wouldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> as Germans, we just generally lack poop, so. It's true. That's Germans good. do. German and John McAfee. So, um, that was from a documentary on Netflix. Go watch it. John McAfee, what he did with hammocks. Really gross. Gavin. We were just talking about this, and it's hard to follow because the story is continuously developing. First off, are, are you are you still friends with Samantha B? I remember a long time ago he mentioned you were like, I don't want to. You got touchy. Uh, where are you now? Uh, we're not very close. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We appear to have drifted apart. Uh, uh, I don't know one person in comedy that I used to hang out with, and that used to be my entire world. I lived uh, upstate with David Cross. We bought some land together. The Samantha Bee and Jason Jones lived nearby. We'd always come over and have barbecues. Things would get a little political and it would get uncomfortable, but we just sort of avoid it. Like if I was a Scientologist or something and that people didn't want to get into being totally clear. Right. But uh, obviously with Trump, everyone is just sort of ka-chunk. Yeah, now you just journey separate ways on the way home. Every day. Yeah, that's, exa that's exactly what, what was David Was David Cross always into underage girls? Was that always his thing? <laughs> I think everyone's into pretty girls, and when you're ugly and bald and a pretty girl likes you, you, you can adapt. <laughs> what's, what's the barrier of age at that point? I used to feel like that was the case with that when you watched To Catch a Predator. It started, and you would see these guys. When the show started, you'd have these you know, 50-year-old men, and they'd be talking with them as, uh, on chat boards as 12-year-old boys. You're like, that's really sick and perverted. But then it, they would have like a 22-year-old woman posing as a 17-year-old. And I was like, ah, oh, these are just computer tech guys who will take anything they can get. Not justifying it. Not justifying it. Not justifying, not justifying. Not justifying. But, it, yeah, it becomes entrapment. It's not like they're taking pedophiles off the street. They're taking very low IQ, desperate people off the street who, by the way, we're talking to a 40-year-old man writing as a little girl, saying, like, I love sex and I love doing it with lots of guys, that which 13-year-old girls don't say. Well, so, no, they, they would have, like, 21-year-old women sending pictures just dressed a little bit younger, saying they were seven. And then when I watched, that's when I got over the Chris hand. I was like, okay, this is entrapment at this point. Okay, yeah, speaking, of, speaking of low IQ, um, so Samantha B. Uh, this happened today. What's what's your take on this? The last thing you ever want to be is a part of the the, the pitchfork mob. But like we we just talked about this earlier, the difference between Samantha B and Roseanne is not just the severity of it. It's not just the double standard from the left. You don't want to do the yeah, but but the difference is not the double. The difference is she gets an award for this as opposed to fired. It's not just accepted. It is lauded. What do we yes. do with that? Can you even perceive? Go drop acid and be. Go drop acid alone in a forest in a bathtub with perfect silence and try to imagine someone saying anything remotely like that about Obama's kids. It's unfathomable. Yeah. Now, I my deal with my enemies is I, I listed them all on my show today, and it's like the globalists and the media and academics and Antifa and these corrupt lawyers. I don't include comedians in my enemies list because I think art is off the books. Right. So you can hold the Trump. You can hold Trump's head with blood coming out of it. You're not my enemy. You're just bad at art, and it's derivative and boring. Right. But uh, I think that no one can deny that there's a double standard here. And they were just 
waiting to pounce no, she on got, no, she got no, no one is waiting to pounce on Samantha B. No, exactly. And she got an award for this. That's the thing that I find so important. And one thing also, you know, Vice, obviously, Vice, which tends to be really far left now, uh, they held the feet to the fire. These, these uh, we just talked about it, the, uh, the liberal arts colleges and the, these gatekeepers were like, well, if you're going to come to our school, you represent our point of view and our brand. So you have to tell these jokes. And I was going, well, hold on a second. As a comedian, and you know this, and I think you'll be doing some, some shows possibly with Owen Benjamin, Nick DiPaolo. I might join in on a couple here later in the year. Um, you know that you You've never, as a comedian, seen yourself as an extension of the brand of the club or of the venue. You speak for yourself. That's what comedy has always been. Samantha B, on the other hand, doesn't do that anymore. She really does have to do the bidding of TBS, Viacom, Time Warner. If you, if you look at the money trail, you look at all the writers, she cannot just say, I speak exclusively for myself. And that's where I think it leaves the reservation of comedy a little bit and you become an active uh, uh, politicizationist. Comedy is so hard that if you can think of a funny nugget, a funny concept, you better run with that, no matter how partisan it is or what, what side it's on. It's like finding a needle in a haystack. It's like being a great artist. If you were really good at drawing horses, but you're not supposed to do that and you should draw cartoons, you're gonna be a crap artist. You kind of have to sort of go with the with serenity of the guy up above, and if he hands you a joke, you have to run with it. So in a way, Samantha Bee's job is harder because she has to ignore all funny jokes that might lampoon liberals, which she used to do, remember? I remember her making fun of vaccine, anti-vaccine people over at The Daily Show. Yeah. But now it just, it's, you're a talking point memo for the DNC, and you have to, you have to call Ivanka Trump a C-word because she hugged her child. Right. Well, you know, you know, you know what else? Well, something else that's ra two things. I was trying to think of if anyone had ever said anything like this about the Obama children. The closest was remember David Letterman made the joke about A Rod uh, with Bristol Palin about how A Rod something like she was sat near the dugout, she got pregnant, A Rod impregnated her, but it turned out it wasn't Bristol; it was the younger sister. And so the right got really mad, and David Letterman apologized. Now that was an actual goof, Ooh. but even then. I remember uh, seeing that and like, okay, that was a different time compared to now where you're just calling the daughter a C-word of a sitting president. And the fact that she's going, your dad will listen to you, talk to your daddy. I'm like, it's, what happened to being a strong woman? You're just asking her to go sit on dad's lap and tell him to make policy. No, it was worse than that. She was saying, wear a low cut dress. She was implying that Donald Trump is easily seduced sexually by the daughter, which is actually worse yeah. than the feckless C-word. She doubled down. It was... It was one of the most offensive. It's basically Gigi Allen. The, the left has become so desperate with Trump derangement syndrome, they sound like a disgusting punk band. Yeah, well, pretty pretty much. Uh, I'm going to pretend like I get that reference, but now it's coming back to me. Uh, I know that you lived a life that was seedy and disgusting, <laughs> waking up in a puddle of your own filth. So I assume the band made you feel comfortable. What would you like to see happen with Samantha Bee? Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing at my point. Her show shouldn't exist because the ratings are terrible, and she takes more vacation time than anyone I've ever seen in my life. You actually go to the Samantha Bee YouTube channel or TBS, you're like, hold on, she did six episodes, she's gone for 12 weeks, and she comes back and does four. I've never seen anyone work less. Spoiler, she was paid for all of those. Yes, yeah, spoiler, she was paid for all of those. <laughs> she was paid for 77 days, she didn't work on the year. <laughs> and, um... So I don't want to see her fired because she made a comment. I think her show should have been long gone a, a long while ago. What would you like to see happen with this? She apologized. There you go. I would like to see her fired and never work again. Really? Anyone who criticizes anything on the right should be fired. Anyone who criticizes anything on the left should win an award. <laughs> Similarly, I don't care what celebrities think unless they like Trump, at which point I want everyone to know about it and we should put them on a pedestal. I am a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess Kanye will be joining you for Thanksgiving.
Kanye. Lo- I don't care what any celebrities think except Kanye. Yeah. Him I care about. I don't want Roseanne fired. I want Samantha B fired. I want prejudice, bias, and hypocrisy starting today. Because the guy with the green screen motorcycle has some good ideas. Yes. What? What? <laughs> the green screen motorcycle, him and uh, him and Kim. Remember that? that was like, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I forgot yeah, you blinked that out. Was it the sexy? people used to think of the other tape? Uh huh, honey, that one. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, yeah. that was awful. Oh, what a way to wait. What, what a way to put a damper on an interview with a fine man. And when we go, we have to yeah, what a weird that. reference there, colonless. No, <laughs> no, I, 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 it's at least back. you're not an. Well, I can say that much. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, he was the host of Get Off My Lawn at CRTV, and now Gavin will be panhandling in the streets of New York. So uh, you say you're not friends with anyone in comedy, but you still you're still friends with uh, I know Kumia. I think like guys like Nick DiPaolo, some people who are more right leaning. But I, I guess yeah, you but mean... I didn't know those guys back in the old days. Remember, that's true. I, I just saw Tucker last night. Alan Dershowitz doesn't have any friends. His family has ostracized him, so they've gone full. Salem witch trials. I I would be stunned if any pro-Trump people still know, say, Patton Oswalt or or any of those, you know, John Benjamin dudes, Todd Berry. No way. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And there is I do think there's more of a divide. I was just talking with some older conservatives on my wife's side of the family where either you just watch CNN and everything not named Fox News or you watch only Fox News. But the median viewership there is well over 70. Whereas at least with young people, and I know that's why you have you have a split audience. We have an audience where we still have a lot of liberals who come in. They're able to at least curate their own content. Sure, there are algorithms, but they can just as quickly go to Louder with Crowder or a Gavin show as they can then go to the Young Turks. So I, I, I do hope that that's shining a light on this where people can go, hold on a second. Uh, Roseanne was yesterday. Today, Samantha's B is trending. All I need to do is look at my Twitter trending list, let alone bookmark some pages, and see the the discrepancy there. Um, Gavin, what about, we're going to have uh, uh, Kellen Robertson on here after this. Tommy Robinson, you worked with him at The Rebel. Um, what, do, what are your feelings on this? I just went to his house. I was just with him. We were getting hammered and going to Luton's last match of the season. I was with soccer hooligans for three days. It was right out of Among the Thugs. <laughs> One of the funnest three days of my life, by the way. Um, imagine. <laughs> here's the deal, very simply, with what's going on with Tommy. Britain has had a successful immigration experiment since the 60s and 70s. They brought on the Jamaicans, a little rough for a while, National Front and all that, but it worked out great. <laughs> they brought on the Indians, a little rough for a while, a little bit of bad wording, rude people, then it worked out great. <laughs> they're, still, they're still rude, the... to be fair. Yeah. What? They're still rude, to be fair, but I understand your point. Yes. Okay. Uh, they all go to football matches. The Indians and the Jamaicans are at the Luton match that I was at with Tommy. Right. Screaming, hey, Tommy, 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 Tommy Robinson. However, this Muslim experiment isn't from a British Commonwealth. They don't share British ideals, and it is a complete catastrophe. So the state, instead of admitting this and trying to reverse it, they just want to silence anyone who notices this. And Tommy won't shut up about it. So they throw him in jail without a trial. They try to hide that he's in jail even, and hoping it'll go away, but they just suffer this Trisand effect. There's demonstrations in in Tel Aviv, in Melbourne. We're having one in D.C. this Sunday. We're having one in New York. They're going to keep going and keep going. Yeah, we're going to probably create actually an ad campaign here on the show uh, in our commercial breaks to to, uh, show people that we believe in Tommy. And TommyRobinson.online, we'll talk about that more afterwards. One thing, uh, final note, to tie this all together, isn't it crazy, Gavin? You talk about, obviously, you were friends with David Cross and Samantha B. I don't want to get you in trouble with any of the cool kids club, Gavin. I know know how... I know how hip you are, see? You and your tattoos you got with your old sailor buddies. But here's the deal. Um, They are throwing their lot in. 
people like Samantha B, who threw a lot with Snyderman, and then Snyderman was like, thanks, Samantha, but it was one week after the sexual harassment scandal. Do you remember that? She's like, you take oh, yeah. this off your Twitter. It's like, you literally had a cartoon saying he was Superman, Snyderman. So yes. they have tossed their lot in with politicians here who, if they had their way, would have exactly the kind of speech laws that you see in the UK. You see all of these leftist comedians from Canada, where I was raised, almost every comedian I know from Montreal, aside from Mike Ward, they support Trudeau, who supports these draconian speech laws. Why do you think, and do you, do you hope, do you see a silver lining that it's going to turn around? Why are the free speech, the biggest practitioners should be, of free speech comedians, throwing their lot in with people who want to silence them legislatively? I can't get my head around it. Because they were bullied in high school. This is revenge of the wedgies. And they hate Trump because he's a blonde, white male alpha, and he personifies Everyone who's ever been mean to them. Comedians, stand-up comedians, they chose that job because they don't have a family and they don't have enough love. So they stand up on stage and go, love me, love me, I'm a loser. And Trump goes, no, I'm not going to love you. And then they go, ah, get rid of him. <laughs> they are dogmatic, nerdy fascists. And that's why you joined the stand-up. Well, we, something <laughs> illuminating every single time we come on the show. Uh, there's a little bit of truth to that, I'm sure. I mean, listen, you know, I've, he's got the mustache, and yeah. that's, he's always looking for a little attention. Put it this way, Gavin McGinnis is not walking down the street saying, what are you looking at? You know exactly. All right, it's Gavin <laughs> underscore McInnis. Get off my lawn at CRTV. Thank you very much, Gavin. Love you more than a friend. See, I said it before you. we got to go. There it is again, so strong. And now, Al Sharpton reads the teleprompter. And it is clearly imperative, if you think about it, that cucumber, guacamole, Tostitos, and egg, I believe this is my grocery list. And the bitch is making taco salad. I tell you, no taco salad! Stay tuned for more. Al Sharpton reads the teleprompter. Welcome to Wild at Large on the Nature Network, narrated by Jasper Prong. Oh, the Emperor Penguin. This most amicable creature in the animal kingdom presents a clown-like appearance, but a much more complex interior. The penguin is an animal loved by all, but understood by few. Known by many for its tuxedo-like appearance, few people understand that the penguin is capable of traversing great lengths of territory in the most unforgiving conditions in order to protect its offspring. A flightless bird that travels in groups, many people are unaware that the emperor penguin mates for life. Oh boy, someone tell them that one's a mistake. Damn it, Jasper. Well, you know it's true. Just through the lines. I'm just saying I wish I could scream through this monitor at that little penguin to tell him to run, to flap his little flightless wings for dear life. If he's mating for life, I tell you what, he's in for a rude awakening. Jasper. How long do we have uh, left in the break? Uh, Ever. I tell you, that sounds good to him right now because he's got that cute little number there hanging out on his wing. But what happens when he finds himself on the wrong side of 40, whatever that is in penguin years, and she straight him in? It's just weird to me that she seems to go after the service. Oh, stop. You're so tight. I'm talking about birds. She realizes how to know. 
Why are people the shoes with me? Shut the last one. Yeah, no shoes with me. So she, um, Darren, you already said you're on Twitter. Yeah, and then she confirms that she really liked being on the show. And then we didn't hear back from her. It was a radio silence. You know what I pay alimony? Could have been a mistake. These miscommunications sometimes they happen. I mean, really? have our next guest. I don't know how he feels about that intro exactly. I'm not entirely sure. No one so, should be thrilled. A lot of people are saying, oh, you're having T Tommy Robinson on because the guest, well, yeah. no, we can't because he's he's in jail. Yeah, that's kind of the whole point. So before we bring out, do we have the clip here, I believe? We have a clip. Okay, before we bring in our next guest, I would like to show a clip. Tommy Robinson, who's a friend of the show, he's been on this show many times, uh, has been arrested, has been jailed, and we'll have uh, his manager for more details. But let's show this clip for people who haven't seen it. We're arrested for breach of the peace. You've all watched this. Oh You've all watched God. this. Um, You've all watched this. You've all watched this. Can you get me a solicitor? Can you get me a solicitor? Can you just turn up yes. the can, you get, can you get me a solicitor? Can you explain it again? Okay, so to discuss that and more uh, is Tommy Robinson's manager. He also helped with Lauren Southern's uh, Africa documentary. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, I was going to say follow him on Twitter, but you can't. I believe he's been permanently banned. So, TommyRobinson.online. And this man's name is Kalen Robertson. Kalen, thank you for being here, sir. Oh, thanks so much for having me. And thanks for reporting on this as well. It's uh, it's really, really great to have as much support as possible and to see all these people talking about it. Absolutely. Well, I know we, we haven't had you on the show before. I know I uh, back when you were on, on the working with the Rebel and I, I'd seen you in some Tommy videos and some, some videos with Lauren. So first off, for people who aren't quite clear, what what's your relation to, uh, to Tommy in, in this? Well, I met Tommy when I started a right-leaning British newspaper last year, about a year and a half ago. We became really good friends, and I said that I would sort of manage his media. I said that I would, uh, we would get a cameraman, uh, and we would start overhauling everything. So we basically kind of uh, gentrified all his content, make it look really, really good, make it appeal to the middle class, the working class, the regular people in Britain, uh, and just followed him around for the last year. All the viral videos you've seen of him most likely filmed by... Um, our camera guy, and uh, just basically oversaw sort of the last year. We've been working together almost every day, sort of sometimes from about 5 a.m. until midnight. So very close relationship. So what you're saying is behind every great man is another great man named Kalen. Uh, so <laughs> you've worked with him quite a bit. Explain for people in the United States, you know, who enjoy um, actual freedoms, which, sorry to say you guys don't, don't get their head around this. What was Tommy arrested for? Is he still currently in jail? He's still currently in jail now. Okay. He's there for 13 months. That's absolutely confirmed. Couldn't report it before because of restriction ban. He was arrested for something different than he's in jail for. He was arrested for a breach of the peace, which doesn't really mean anything. He right. was a single man standing outside a court, holding a phone, talking into it, normal, uh, you know, conversation. This was level. of the rapist, right? Wasn't this of the rapist guy? Or the of the 30 rapists. It was a Muslim grooming guy. Yeah, well, so you say tomato, a... I say serial rapist, but continue. 
Yes. Um, so it, it was a widely reported co uh, case. It had been talked about in the, in the local newspapers and the print media and the respectful media, blah, blah, blah. And they, uh, they, they had released the information about these people. They had been reporting on it widely. So we said to Tommy, well, clearly we can report on this. All you have to do is use the word alleged and read out the information that's already in the articles. Everything's done by the books. We're not revealing any information that already isn't in the local credible media. Right. And that's what we did. There's also been loads and loads and loads of reports of people doing things very, very similar to Tommy doing live streams outside that particular court case. So it was completely safe. The judge looked out the window, didn't look too happy about what he was doing, obviously knew who Tommy was. Nine police officers pulled up in a police van, arrested him for incitement and breach of the peace. Again, that doesn't mean anything. Took him to a police station, said to us that he'd been released, wouldn't allow him a lawyer, appointed him some sort of state, well, they wouldn't allow him his lawyer, some sort of state strange kind of lawyer uh, who wasn't really interested really, uh, took him to court within an hour. The whole thing was over in minutes. I think the whole thing lasted about 27 so, minutes. So what, are like they hold, what are they holding him for? You said it's different from what they arrested him for. What are they holding for 13 months? What? what? They call it contempt of court, which is sort of uh, prejudicing a case and things like that. The argument was he was not actually prejudicing the case because he wasn't revealing inf any information about it that wasn't already publicly available in the local newspapers. There was nothing, and there was, and apparently there was a, a reporting restriction on the case that we were talking about. There was no evidence of that that we could find. So it doesn't really make any sense. It's not really contempt of court. It doesn't really make any sense. Some people will argue that he was on a suspended sentence, which automatically triggered this just right. by going near a court ground. That's not true. The judge also said I was in the courtroom uh, that the suspended sentence had nothing to do with it, and he would have done this regardless. So it's a completely bizarre sort of why, kangaroo sorry, style. For, forgive me for because we're not necessarily uh, familiar. A lot of Americans with the kind of common law you have there. I want to make it r really clear for people who are watching because I want them to understand understand the full context. He is now in prison for 13 months because they are saying that his actions with his phone, his live stream with the serial rapist could have potentially tainted the case, could have potentially influenced a jury. Is that the idea? Well, yeah, that's what he was saying, but his report right. had been done by multiple other people. So that's the contradiction, but that's what they said in court. Ourselves yeah, so included, the by the way. It. It we've, really ta we've talked about that story, by the way. Not, not only time, we've talked about it on our own website. We don't get arrested for 13 months. So wow, so wow, that's why he's in jail for 13 months. So there's no, what's the appeal process like? Is there any way to get him out? Well, well, there's a way to get him out, which is we've had lots of donations through his website, which means we can get a really, really proper uh, legal team together and try to push that. He was arrested last year in Canterbury for something uh, a little bit similar to this. It was actually just filming regularly on, on uh, outside of court. And we got him out by having the best of the best lawyers. That was Rebel who did that. So we're going to go through the same process now and fight it with everything that we can. Um, I've been getting drips and drabs of information from him directly. He's been saying thank you to everyone who's been who's been supporting him. He's actually safe at the very moment he is in right now. The prison he had, he's in is crazily not actually an Islamic training ground, like most of Britain's prisons. Uh, but he could be moved at any moment as well if the prison isn't too happy with you know uh, with, with keeping him there. So there's always a really really big. And danger. where can people go? Is that Tommy Robinson online to help him and support him? Yeah, that, that's Tommy Robinson done online. All of those funds will go to fight the legal defense and okay. to get him out of prison. Well, we highly recommend, and we'll write about it, we highly recommend people, please go to TommyRobinson.online. And I've talked about this quite a bit, and you know this, but I would include yourself here because obviously you help Tommy with a lot of his videos, and I've seen you out there in the crap. Uh, I appreciate it. A lot of people just complain. A lot of people just go up and they complain about censorship or they complain about the cultural left. Tommy is out there, and again, yourself included, out there actively fighting it, both, metaphor both metaphorically and physically. He's gotten into physical <laughs> altercations. Very respectful, very civil, not a racist, not an alt-writer as the media has painted him. Look at his, watch his content for yourself. I have a lot of respect for the guy. We want to support him any way we can. Uh, Tommy Robinson.online. Final question, Kaelin. Let me ask you this. For people who, who don't know stateside, 
What are the rules regarding freedom of speech in the UK? Because I get crap all the time where I say the United States is really the only country left with true freedom of speech. It's written in our constitution. In Canada, where I was raised, it's basically non-existent. Can you put a fine point on it for people stateside who don't understand? Well, it might be quite difficult for Americans to understand this because they have a constitution. They actually have written law which says that you have the right to speak freely about something. We do not have a constitution, regardless of what people might think. Britain used to be the country that was the home of freedoms. We were the first country ever to you know, uh, free slaves and to enforce it on other countries. But we've reversed all of those things. There is no actual written anything that supports freedom of speech in Britain. It doesn't exist. There are nine people, uh, sorry, six people uh, arrested every single day in the United Kingdom for mean tweets and or social media comments. Uh, people are charged every single day with hate speech, with homophobic speech, anti-Islam speech. It's basically become a Sharia-compliant country, which is centered around hate speech. The mayor of our capital city, Sadiq Khan, has set it as his fundamental goal to ensure that people do not speak out against the issues that Tommy revolves around. Uh, and that, that's what the, the sort of situation this country is right now. Even with Tommy, we have to be incredibly careful with how we phrase things and how we talk about things. When people go to pubs and bars and restaurants or they talk on television or to their friends, they're all very careful. Everyone feels very sort of secretive about talk, talking about this sort of stuff. Right. So to explain it to Americans, there is no free speech at all. It's draconian. It's totalitarian. It's a completely restrictive country uh, that has allowed far left communist ideologies to overrun it. Well, I, I know Tommy has his issues, so it'll make it difficult for him, but hopefully we can get as many of you stateside as possible because we need you speaking up. Though I do I do appreciate you being out there in the trenches. Uh, TommyRobinson.online. I'm going to do the radio thing and repeat it three times because it's what TommyRobinson.online, TommyRobinson.online, TommyRobinson.online. Please give anything you can. Support it. If you have a blog, you have a show, write about it. And uh, Kalen Robertson, reach out to him to, to conduct some interviews in the interim. I really appreciate it, man. And uh, I'm so sorry to hear you guys are going through this. It, it honestly breaks my heart. I, I hope you stay safe. Thanks again. Thanks for uh, uh, for covering this as well. Absolutely. We'll be back to wrap this up, I think, in a nice bow after this. And now, Al Sharpton reads the teleprompter. And it becomes a real problem when Ivanka is a feckless c Mr. Sharpton, you really I, No, I, I, I got it on the prompter. Indeed, a feckless c Mr. Sharpton, you really Shut the f*** up! To my viewing audience, I'm sorry about that bullshit. Stay tuned for more. Al Sharpton reads the teleprompter.
the effeminate model drowned dancing who wanted who looked good till the end looked good till the end when she was clean shaven speaking of looking good thank you to Kaylin uh, Robertson thank you to Gavin McGinnis uh, we very much appreciate it and uh, we're looking forward to some big shows here next week uh, one thing a lot of super videos coming up on the horizon yep. we've had to stop just because I got I got so sick for a while the last one we did was I think the change my mind at the gun range uh-huh. And if people go back, if you look at the comments, we're like, you, you sound disgusting. like you're dying. <laughs> and it only got worse after that. So it was just going on location and traveling was really, really hard. Uh, I finally got a long weekend this weekend with Memorial Day. And it was by the end of it, it just felt like I was brimming with ideas. Which I, I was worried about the fact that I might have been uh, tapped out. Yeah, you, you had a point, though, during the break. That I, I it's a question, really. I, 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 when I think about the Samantha Bee thing, when I think about the Roseanne thing, what's what I find difficult to do is find a way to wants to, to voice my opinion that, you know, the, the rules should be respected equally across the board. Dennis Jesuza kind of talks about that yeah. with, with the law. Is the law applied equally? Are the standards applied equally when it comes to media? Right. But I find it's really hard to do without the left kind of co-opting. I mean, sense. he did it. He did. he did. He did. Yes. Uh, co-opting the, the, the idea that, okay, oh, you're the snowflakes because you're upset that Samantha B said what? Or you're the snowflakes because what's her face? The White House correspondent said yeah. what? Michelle Wolf. Um, I find it difficult to, to know how do Good you memory. fight back. I wouldn't have been able to retrieve that. Michelle Wolf? Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to retrieve that name. Good for you. Pretty pretty sharp. You've been taking your Omega-3s. I have. <laughs> he is I Mega Mike. Actually. No, you know, I, dis I disagree with you. I understand your point, but I, I feel like it, it feels like a death, they're amidst their death throes to me. Hmm. It feels like a flail when they say snowflake. You know, when the... When the so you think, think that they're like, oh, you, ca you caught us? It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's white lesbian feminists and their ilk trying to to co-opt the term snowflake. Mm -hmm. I don't think it works. Kind of, you know, black people successfully co-opted the N-word in hip hop. And I don't, I don't think that the, the lesbian white feminists have done it successfully. So I, I think they've done it about as successfully as they would co-opting the N-word, yep. frankly. Um, but I, I, you know, here's one thing. I understand where you're, where you're coming from. They try to do that a lot. Like you see Chip, yeah. he's like, snowflake. Okay. This is something we talk about a lot too with money or firearms that they can be amoral, right? Uh, somebody uses a gun to rape somebody, okay? Somebody uses a gun to stop that rape. Either way, a gun is used and involves rape. Yeah. The context changes it drastically. Yeah, it's, it's, right? it's incidental to the So I don't think it's the right. same at all when someone bans, for example, us or Jordan Peterson on campus for saying, listen, I won't, I won't be under this compelled language by the government. Or, for example, because we have a socialisms for fig shirt, or we happen to tell a joke that they find offensive, which is only PG-13, and they rage and they protest with signs that, even, that, that aren't even theirs, like we saw at SMU, like we saw at Illinois, like we saw at Virginia Tech. Um, I don't think there's an equivalency between that and saying, probably shouldn't have called the president's daughter a c-word and really you can say it but don't you remember yesterday when you were outraged at roseanne doing the planet of the apes comparison over a haircut with the whitest black lady ever i, I don't think so i think i think there needs to be more than pointing out a double standard yeah but i don't think it's the i don't think any conservatives are actually really offended aside from maybe the some of the fox news i crowd. think i think there's some that are offended but i think we have to also d divorce our ourselves from what's reality and what's twitter reality or, or facebook Good reality point. because i think i like first personally i've never met anybody who was like gung-ho and just just Kanye West Kanye West Kanye West when he came out and be like this is my new savior just like I never met anyone who really got PTSD from Roseanne's tweets like I don't think in real life those people don't exist we have we yeah. have met those people when we go when we go deep undercover They're very you wonder how... far between them but I don't think it's reflective of reality remember that lady when we were at the, the Grand Rapids Socialist she said I have PTSD I said oh my gosh I'm so sorry how did that happen uh, that's a very rude question you brought it up you announced it <laughs> um no I think I think that's a good point and I will say I was speaking with some older conservatives recently uh, and uh, I'm trying to be as tactful as possible. 
But you're right. And you go to a losing argument. Gavin yeah. was effectively, he was, he was joking, but presenting a losing argument. I want no consistency. I just want them all fired. Yeah. But the fact is, that's how some people actually act. So this person asked me, how do you feel about Ollie North being the head of the NRA? Now, you know me. I've talked about the NRA. We've had uh, 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 Steve, uh, I just forgot his name, Steve Will Stephen Williford on the show, who was an NRA instructor who stopped the shooting in Sutherland Springs. Um, the NRA, and the, the NRA does some great stuff. We've had all kinds of NRA spokespeople. Now, I've also said the NRA does some stuff that I'm not a huge fan of. That being said, I said, Ollie North, what do I think? I said, I think the second he goes on stage at a podium and he starts talking about violent video games, you're doing about as poor of a job as possible for the pro-gun movement. And hmm. she said, well, what, you think violent video games are good? I said, it could not be less relevant. It couldn't be less relevant, and you're giving the David Hoggs an argument. You go up and you either defend the Second Amendment or you don't. There is no statistical, provable correlation between people who play violent video games and commit mass shootings, okay? Now, that being said, David Hogg can go, they go, they want to blame violent video games that there's one constant here. They all had a gun. Well, there are plenty of other constants. Yeah. That they weren't psychotropic drugs, that they didn't have fathers, that they'd been rejected by women. It, 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 you or, go to Fortnite is incredibly popular. There's not people who do mass shootings in every school in every no, day. No, exactly. Yeah. Call of Duty is popular. Goldeneye, when I was growing I remember they were going after Goldeneye before it was Duke Nukem and Doom. And listen, here's the, is it a separate conversation? Do I think we have a culture that's on the right track if kids are being raised, being weaned on a diet of nothing but violent video games and porn? No. But when we're talking about gun control in the country, it is a losing argument to go up there and start blaming it on violent video games. You know who tried to do that? Tipper Gore. Okay? And the right followed suit. That was one of those across the aisle, yeah, let's put ratings on video games. And guess what happened? The assault weapons ban was, was passed. Okay? There's a constitutional argument to make. And like, that's the same thing with Samantha B. I think pointing out the double standard and how the left gives them an award is the tact, not just going, but, but, but them, can you believe it? Don't get, don't get offended, get active. No, no, because then, then you just become them. Right. And I think they're trying to create this idea with conservatives, saying you're a snowflake because they want to act as though conservatives are just offended. No, they're not. They're, they're, they're tired of being browbeaten. They're tired of the double standard. And they're tired of the fact that you get awards and get away with it. That's different from actually being offended yeah. and claiming you need a safe space. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like giving Roman Polanski not just a pass, right. but an award for exactly. molesting kids. Or exactly. No, none of them. Allegedly. The Harvey Weinstein, by the way. I still find that hysterical. I would just okay. love it if Meryl Streep was like, nah, Harvey Weinstein, I was very close in a lot of movies, but I got two Oscars or four Oscars now. I can't even keep count. Peace! <laughs> but instead of like, I never even knew. You kind of knew. <laughs> um, but we were just talking about this. I'm really excited. We have some big videos coming out. And I would like to hear from you guys out there. What would you like to see more of? Obviously, change my mind. That takes a lot. It's kind of tough to do when campus is out. We're going to do some more of those. What would you like to see as far as some of the sort of on-location super videos? I know we've talked about some prank phone calls, hidden camera stuff where we might have to send in people like Sven because it's hard for you and I to go in now. Um, send us, let us know what you think. But I, What do you want to see for Cultural Appropriation Month? That's right, Cultural Appropriation Month. You saw that promo. Cultural Appropriation Month is June, so that's each week we appropriate, thus honor. Honor. A new culture. Yep. To appropriate and, uh, is to honor. All of June, and you get to dress up along. And by the way, we give away some pretty great prizes for people who send in They're their awesome best costumes. Yeah, we announce it right before the show what month it is, and you guys get to win cool prizes. Um, so one thing we were talking, I had a long weekend for the first time, and I was, uh, by the way, thank you very much, Kevin, out there. He knows who he is, who helped with, with travel. It's been very, very hard with this work. This, this show takes a lot of work, and not just myself, but everyone here involved, uh, writing and, and doing effectively a daily show with, with not even an eighth, not even a tenth of the staff of Samantha B, who takes weekends, weekdays, holidays, and days we didn't even know about off. She works 77 days on the year, Stephen. Um, but getting just three days... Three days, getting three days to not to take to, to turn off my phone. Any day Rubens talked about this. Let me tell you this. Before this, I was a little bit afraid that I had been tapped creatively. I was so sick 
and we weren't able to go on location. We'd say we have to put a moratorium on this because I'm just gonna I'm gonna cough up blood like Gene Simmons on somebody. Is it Gene Simmons from Kiss? I don't know who coughed up the blood. Uh, but I was also concerned, going, oh man, I feel like have I have I run have I run as a well run dry? Am I still able to do this? I was afraid. And after three days of just getting rid of the phone, just boom, idea after idea after idea. That's kind of my process. Being able to sit, being able to do nothing is the only way that I can come up with any kind of ideas. That's what we did with, uh, with Antifa, going undercover with Antifa. Uh, almost every single intro you see are sending Sven into South by Southwest. Of course, the Feminist Film Festival. That was when I was just relaxing at a coffee shop. So I needed that time. I'm really excited about some big things to come. But that also kind of brings me to a point. You know, one thing, I've, I've talked with my doctor about this. And um, I try to be on top of my health as much as possible. I know you do, and you've been a lot healthier. Most people here have. You know, I'm pretty disciplined about everything in my life except for rest. And this is something that goes up to a lot of people, but then to some people, are going to say I'm contradicting myself. No, some of you need to block your ears right now, and I'll get to you in a second. I've not been disciplined about rest. I'll go to the gym. I'll try to eat right. I like drinking beer, and obviously I like eating my halal food. So, okay, every now and then to watch, you'll get a bunch of comments. You eat really, you fat son of a... Okay, I'll give you that. Um, but eat. And of course, work out and then sleep. It's just, okay, I'll sleep later. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Uh, or resting, resting the mind, meditating. I, I listen to guided meditation. That's a big thing right now. And it, I just get mad because I'm like, this guy's making money off of this. He's terrible. This person is terrible. Like, you can reach for the staircase. It could be wood or some other material. Well, what, what, what material is it? You're supposed to guide me. Now I have to think of the material of the wood. What is it? What is, it? Is, it is it wood? Is it steel? I have no idea. Are we going for some kind of a, uh, are we going for some kind of a neo-modern look? Are we going contemporary? What's the furniture guiding meditation, ma'am? The junior, choose your adventure of meditation. Yes, exactly. The choose, and it always ends up with in-app purchases. Um, but I've not been disciplined about rest. And I think it's really important for people out there to, to, to do that, to be disciplined about rest. Because it's great to have a work ethic. But if you're not disciplined about rest, it really is easy to run dry. It really is easy to, to, to burn yourself out. But here's something else, and I'm saying this because people out there, like the guy from Saudi Arabia, the person who gave me the Navy Cross, people who email me who are talking about how hard they're working, three jobs to put their way through college and not want to have debt, you need to be disciplined about finding some time for yourself to rest, okay? Let's take that. Now, there are other people who are going, yeah, an excuse to rest, and they're going to put on Kid Rock's song about Sweet Home Alabama out by the lake, drinking whiskey from the bottle. No, no, no. Listen, you don't need to rest. You need to get to work. Here's why. You need to be disciplined about rest so you don't burn out. But in order to know what that is and how disciplined you need to be about rest, you have to have experienced burnout at some point. It means that you have had to rev that engine so hard that you said, ooh, okay, I can't do this. This is where I start to overheat. Unless you've done that, this message is not for you. That's why a lot of people, even if you look at the Bible, people say, well, it seems contradictory. Actually, it's really not contradictory at all. It's addressing different people at different times in their lives. I'm at a time in my life now where I need to be disciplined about rest. There are a lot of people out there who are burning the candle at both ends who need to be disciplined about rest. Most of you need to be disciplined about everything else First, if you haven't actually burned out, if you've never actually felt, we know we, many of us here have, we know that people like Jordan Peterson, we know a lot of our contemporaries have, like a bungee cord tying you to the ground where you cannot get up. If you've never felt that extreme, pushed yourself to that edge, to that limit, you can't know what kind of rest you need. You can't know what you're capable of because you've never redlined it. That's something that I definitely noticed. It's something I was it kind of was sitting there was speaking to me. And the same thing with Tommy Robinson. You know, it ties into that. Tommy Robinson is in jail. 
Now, I wish with Tommy Robinson, we'd have taken it and, and backed it off a little bit, obviously. But here's the thing. Tommy Robinson is out there pushing the limits of free speech so much that he was jailed for it. And going forward, if he doesn't want to be in jail, he might want to go to jail in the sense that he might not care. It might be worth it to him. He has a family. He has kids. He's a wonderful guy. He might say, you know what? This is worth it because nobody else is going to do it. And in that sense, he truly is a martyr going to jail. You see the last time he was in jail, how badly he got beaten up. But he's only able to know how far he can take this, how much he can push if he's pushed himself beyond the limit. He did that. He's in jail now. All the people we admire, think of anyone. For me, Tommy Robinson, a big one right now. I don't even know that I agree with all his politics. I don't know all his politics, but I admire the hell out of that guy's cojones. Look at George Washington. Look at Churchill. Every single one of them at some point said, all right, this is too much, and they had to back it off a little bit. These are not people like German shepherds who go, 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 go until the day they die. Usually at some point, there's some kind of a crash and burn. The best are able to maintain it on the top or leave at the top, okay? People out there who are feeling you need to be disciplined about rest like everything else, and everyone else who's never been jailed like Tommy Robinson, who's never gotten sick beyond repair, who's never gotten to the point where everything else was falling apart and they weren't even able to think straight because you've been working so hard, you need to be disciplined about everything else to get to that point, know what it feels like. Because even though it feels terrible, and you've had this, it feels terrible, you also realize, okay, this is it. Wow, I've, re I've reached the peak. This is the most that I can do. Knowing the most that you are able to put out, knowing your maximal capabilities is so important. If there's nothing else that I've talked about in this show that, that, that you've actually heard, find out your maximal potential and then learn how to work within that. Back it off a little bit because then when you do that, it's like training a muscle. Your maximal potential, that ceiling increases and increases and increases. Yeah, we're caught to failure every day. But it's got to start with being disciplined about everything else. Then you've earned the right to be disciplined about rest. And I know there are some people out there, guy emailed me from college working three jobs. Take your, go to, go to Margaritaville, listen to some Jimmy Buffett, get some relaxation, you've earned it. The next guy, probably not, probably not. Go to work.